0: The title of my message is Life Through the Holy Spirit. And um, I'll read from the book of Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 7 to kick us off. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Uh, Now the men were about twelve in all. Um, I've noticed that the the scriptures themselves are not there. That's entirely Wayne's fault. So he apologizes to the church for that. But I'll be giving the scriptures as I am preaching. Um, You know, when I was reading up on who the Holy Spirit is, I recall coming across... uh, the connection that we have. So with our phones, many of us have data, many of us have internet, uh, some of us use Wi-Fi. Now, I don't know how many of us have used a phone without Wi-Fi or a phone without internet. Or just try putting it on airplane mode. Or for some of us, sometimes we don't have bundles. You just know how different uh, the phone is. It's very, very limited in the way that you can use it. Its functionality is very limited. So the phone can do so much, but when it doesn't have that internet connection, it is very, very limiting. And I liken this relationship as, as we have as Christians um, to Wi-Fi. So the Holy Spirit in us as Christians connects us to who God is. It, we, we are able to do more in our Christian lives. We are, we are, as smartphones, we can do more when we have that connection with the Holy Spirit, I liken it also. I mentioned earlier. I liken it also to the relationship that I have with uh, my wife. So between my wife and I, what connects us, I've noticed, is food. So if she has not eaten, it's 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 something else. I I have to work really hard. But when she's eaten, ah, uh, sweetheart, baby, what do you want, baby? This, it's a it's a much much better relationship. However, when we look at it through the lens of Christianity, who the Holy Spirit is to us is very, very important. We look back uh, at Jesus Christ himself. So Jesus Christ was sent to us from heaven. And uh, I came across this example where we're asking. So many of us here, if we traveled back in time, so imagine you're traveling 2,000 years ago. To You don't know what beholds you when you travel back there. What would you carry with you? if you are going to travel back in time some would say a gun some would say a knife some would say i would go back with a car i would go back with if we, you can't use a phone i don't think there's network 2000 years ago but what would you go with when you look at what jesus did when he came down on earth from heaven what did he carry he carried the holy spirit with him you look at everything jesus did in his life from the time he was born the miracles that he performed, the wonders that he performed, how was he able to do that? It is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ brought the Holy Spirit with him. Jesus Christ had to feel, I don't know if you understand, on that cross when Jesus said, it is finished. You know what he was talking about? He's talking about every prophecy that was made in the Old Testament. He was talking about how he lived a perfect and sinless life. It all came to pass when he said, it is finished on that cross. And he was able to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, in today's life as a Christian, there's very little you can do without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our hope of us being able to fulfill what we're able to do, what we're meant to do. Um, As Christians, we need the Holy Spirit to not only demonstrate God's power in our lives, but also for us to love one another as Christians. We need the Holy Spirit. For me to love Justin as my pastor, I need the Holy Spirit. For me to love Dennis as part of the worship team, I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. So you see, if you want to live in obedience to God's word... If you want to resist temptations, we can try on our own. We can try on our own, but eventually you will cave in. However, if you want to successfully do this, it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to hold back your tongue, some of you in here have heard stories. Some of you use very bad language. No pointing fingers, no mentioning names. Just look straight ahead. Don't look to your side. If you want to control your tongue, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us do that. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us. It's impossible to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ without the Holy Spirit. You can try, but without the Holy Spirit, you can only go so far. And I'm saying this because as believers, we must understand there's a big difference between saying, yes, I've given my life to the Lord, but then there's a difference between having being baptized by the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit upon your life. Those are two different things and two separate things. We must understand that. And I also want to talk about the Holy Spirit because when you look at the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, of the three, the Holy Spirit is probably the least known. I think we know Jesus very well. In the Old Testament, we've seen a lot of, we've seen God, But in terms of knowing who the Holy Spirit is, there's very little that is known. So because of that, you find there are a lot of myths that people come up with. He's a ghost. um, He's this. He's a spirit. And many times we don't fully understand what that actually means. But I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a person. When you read through Genesis, when God is talking about the creation, God said, and let us us being the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us create man in our own image. So all three, the Trinity, we are created in their image. That means the Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible always says he, 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 when, they're to- when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, some Christians use the word it when describing the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a man. That means he fills He loves us, He trains us, He communicates to us, He teaches us, He prays for us, and there are several scriptures to attest to this. And that being said, having described what the Holy Spirit is, I want to talk about what the Holy Spirit means for us as a church. What does the Holy Spirit mean for the church? In our lives as believers, what does it mean to be with the Holy Spirit, And the first thing I want to note, my first point, is that he makes known the presence of Jesus. So I want to read from the scripture, John, again, it won't come up completely, Wayne's fault. So I would like to read from the book of John, chapter 16, from verse 12 to 14. And the Bible says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he... The Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you of things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So you see, the Holy Spirit is not just out there doing His own thing. The three of them are one. The Trinity is one, and the Holy Spirit has a role to play within the Trinity, he glorifies Jesus, he glorifies God, he takes what is of the Lord and he declares it unto us as believers. The primary work of the Holy Spirit today is to mediate the presence of Jesus in our lives as his believers. All the work that he has done, if you read through scripture, each time the Holy Spirit moves is to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, is to bring us as believers closer to God. You see, he, he redirects our pursuits. Some of us have pride. Some of us are focused solely on ourselves. A, a lot of us, we stray away from God and focus on what we want as Christians. You see, the Holy Spirit redirects our pursuits the way we aim and focus on ourselves, and he makes us focus on glorifying Jesus. And, you know, this one is really, really important because I've seen this in my in my life in 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 my life personally, so when it comes to the Holy Spirit and my relationship with Him, I've seen Him draw me closer to God. We've learned over the last two weeks in Scripture when Pastor Liam was sharing how many of us have been in situations where you've been praying for a long time. It's been years. You don't know why God is not responding to your prayer. You don't know why. What you want to happen, what you've been praying for is not coming to pass. You feel you're drifting away from God. You feel things are not working in your favor. You've been asking for healing. You've been asking for that job. You've been asking for provision, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I don't have the answer to that. I may not have the answer to that, but I know that the Holy Spirit, each time I've been in such situations, has drawn me closer to Jesus. And I can't even describe it. The feeling of being closer to Jesus through the Holy Spirit just gives you that peace that assures you that everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. I've, been, I've, I've, I've manifested scripture. There have been times when I've been questioning and saying, um, God, your, your word says uh, I was young and, young and now I'm old, and yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And I'm questioning God to say, then why then is this happening? Why do I feel like I have been forsaken? And through the Holy Spirit, I've had that conversation with God saying, you have not been forsaken. You have not been forsaken. I am there with you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The second point I want to talk about is how he makes us more like Jesus. And I shared how, for me personally, as a believer especially in my Christian walk, all things aside, there's a top three list that I have. I think the list is longer. There are other people that I want to emulate, but there's a top three list of people who I want to emulate in my life. So number three is King David. So King David is described in the Bible as a person who is having a, is one after... Eh? It's a man after God's own heart. Thank you. The English was uh, escaping me there. The way David loved God, the way David wrote songs for God, he truly loved God. He was a worshiper. He was a warrior. And that's who I want to be for me in the kingdom of God. I want to emulate that. Maybe not the Bethsheba stuff, those things he did. Not not so much. But, yeah, I think there's positives, especially in the life of David, that I want to emulate. Number two, the second person that I look up to, um, still very much alive and kicking, is my, my dad. So growing up, we've had a life where we've had plenty. We've had little to nothing. Um, we've had ups and downs. We've had times when things are good. There have been times when things are bad. And for me, growing up, I remember from as long as I can, I, my memory started, Every single morning, my dad would be awake, would be awake um, with my mom. He would be reading scripture. He would be praying. Whether things are going well, he would be there praying. He would call us as a family every evening to pray. Um, when things were going bad, I remember that he was there, he was praying. Even times, I remember clearly when I was a kid, I'm saying, Dad, you, 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 keep, you keep praying. Things are not working. How long are we going to keep praying? He kept on praying. He kept the faith. Similarly, the way you see Job in the Old Testament, do read his story. My dad had very similar faith. Till this day, every morning, I know that he prays for me. Sometimes I'm even pompous because I know that I'm going out in a day. Even if I forgot to pray, I know that my dad in the morning has prayed for me. That's the type of faith he has, and that's the type of, I want to emulate that in him. And then uh, number one on the list, uh, as you can guess, is Jesus You see, Jesus, when we're reading through scripture and reading all that he did, it's easy for us to just assume, ah, he was God. But Jesus was man like you and me. Everything that he was able to do is through a physical body that he had, like you and me. The same troubles that you and me face, Jesus faced them. That's why he understands us. The same temptations that you and I face, Jesus faced them, and he overcame each and every one of them. Everything that was thrown his way, he was able to overcome. And when you think back, how was he able to do this? Again, it was through the Holy Spirit. Every temptation that he overcame, it was through the Holy Spirit. Every miracle that he did was through the Holy Spirit. And one important point to make about the Holy Spirit is that he is holy. So if we have him in our lives, automatically he begins to purify us and make us holy and make us more and more like Jesus. He convicts us of our sin. There's a scripture in Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 18, and it says, I say then, walk in spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. You see, the spirit and the flesh, they are, they are opposite. What the flesh wants is this side. What the spirit leads you to is this other side. Many of us, if you are believers, when you know that you draw away from God, when you are away from God, It's easy to fall into temptation. But when you're walking in close proximity with God, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, ah, you can say no to anything. When they throw temptations at you, it's like, not today, my friend. Not today. I am walking with the Holy Spirit. For those of you that are filled with his power, you know exactly what that means. As we walk with the Spirit and stay in step with the Spirit, he will strip away our love for sin and make us more and more like Jesus. You know, think, think for, for, especially for us that are believers, think of your life before Jesus. Sometimes you take it for granted what Jesus has done or what the Holy Spirit has done in our lives. Think back. And, you know, it's interesting because in our connect, what we did is, I won't mention who in the connect did this, but what they did was they looked at their Facebook 10 years ago, the, top, the type of posts they were posting 10 years ago versus the way they are today. And you see the difference. Especially if you're a believer, do that. Go on your Facebook and check who you were in the past and then who you are today. You see a huge difference. I see that in my life also. I used to be lost. I used to want the wrong things for my life. I was misguided. I I I was a completely lost person. But through the Holy Spirit, I've seen him do so much in my life to get me to where I am today. I'm still far off. I'm not there yet. I want to be more like Jesus. I don't think it's possible to get to that level, but the Holy Spirit draws me closer and closer to him each day. I will just leave it to the Holy Spirit. He will do the rest uh, in my life. For me, that's my prayer. And I'm not preaching to you. This I'm, I'm saying to myself also. All of these points are very important to me also. Then the third point I want to speak about is how... The Holy Spirit helps us understand the Bible. And it's twofold. So there's two things with the Holy Spirit. One, the Holy Spirit inspired us, inspired the writing of the Bible. When you read through the Bible, this is not a natural, there's no person that can be this good to have those scriptures that are still valid in our lives 2,000 years later. It is not natural, but it was the intervention of the Holy Spirit. That's how the Bible is today the best-selling book Worldwide, number one, everywhere. The Bible is so powerful because the word is from God, and it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the Bible. And I'll read, to stress this point, I'll read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9 to verse 11. And it says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for those who love him but god has revealed them to us through his spirit for his spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god for what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god when it comes to understanding A passage from scripture, the Holy Spirit will help you understand what it means and how it can change your life. I recall, uh, I gave the example of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, for me, when I read the story the first time, I was focused on the son himself, how we would want to focus on the worldly things. We go out into the world trying to live a lavish life, parting, and all of that. And he ends up lost and realizing I need to go back to my father's house. Many of us are like that. The second time I read it the Holy Spirit revealed to me the role of the father in that. The father representing God. You know the the son wrote a whole speech on how he's going to apologize to his father. Did he even need did he even use that speech? No. The father welcomed him with open arms. The father was waiting. The father was sitting, waiting, looking out for him. As soon as he saw a silhouette of him, he stood up, running to receive him. That's the father in our lives. And then I was also convicted because sometimes as believers, we can be the older brother to the prodigal son. The older brother was looking and saying, this guy, this guy, he went out, he was with prostitutes, he wasted his money, he did all of that, and then he comes home and you just welcome him. You even kill that cow which I've been feeding for a long time, you give it to him. You just feed him. So many of us as believers, believe it or not, we are like that. Like ah, this guy, I know him. This guy is a sinner. How come today? How come today is the one preaching? How come today is playing keyboard? Many of a time we are like that as believers. I also remember being convicted by the Holy Spirit when I, when uh, when I saw someone in need, um, in the streets, and I was like, ah, i not today. I don't have, I don't have anything. And then I was reminded of the parable of uh, the Good Samaritan to say, if this isn't the Good Samaritan, who would you be? I always thought, of course, me I'm the Good Samaritan. I'm the person who would stop and help that, that poor person. But in our day-to-day lives, is that who we are? That's a conviction that the Holy Spirit laid upon me through the scripture of the Lord. So it just goes to show the example how the Holy Spirit can bring that scripture and bring it out alive in our Christian lives. You know, Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask him. Each time you read your Bible, ask. Don't just open it and start reading randomly. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand the Bible, how it can help you grow as a Christian, to find hidden meanings in scriptures. The next point I would like to talk about is how the Lord, the Holy Spirit, sorry, equips us for service. The Holy Spirit empowers us for service. This means that he enables us to do what we have been called to do. You see it happening so many times. When Moses in the Bible was asked to free the Israelites, it's like, no, I can't do it. Me, I stutter when I'm talking? I'm not ready. You have people like Joshua who did great and mighty things in the Bible. You have people like David. David was a small guy who went up against Goliath and he slayed him. You think about uh, Samuel, you think about uh, Paul in the Bible, in the New Testament, you think about the disciples, what they were able to do. All of those things point towards the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by their own strength. The Bible says who they were, what they were before, and then what they were able to achieve through the Holy Spirit. And it's so powerful. The Holy Spirit is capable of empowering our natural abilities and improving upon them for a specialized task. And for, for, for this one, I want to read from the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. And it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, uh, as I mentioned, not boldness Gibson, but the boldness courageous and brave, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. Peter and John, one of the most important people, and this is not, these are not my words. This is from the Bible. They were uneducated and untrained men. However, look at what they were able to achieve. Was it by their own strength? No. It's the Holy Spirit working in them. You see, the Holy Spirit works in our lives. And even here, within Global Heart Church, um, and I'm sorry, I know people didn't like it when I did it in the first service, but I'm a part of the worship team, right? So within the worship team, we've seen how the Holy Spirit can use people. There are people in the worship team, so I'll, I'll (laughs) I'll mention a few names. Um, people like Gibson, people like Dennis. Truth be told, in their own physical capacity, Gibson can barely remember a name. He can't pronounce any of the local songs that we do. I think he, he says them. He says a few of them correctly, but he can't pronounce many of them. When you think of uh, Dennis, especially a while back when he just joined, Dennis was very notorious. I asked the lawyers, I can't give details because it involves a criminal past, but he would show up to rehearsal in scars. He would come up with a, with a knife in his pocket. He was something else. And you look at these characters and how the Lord has used them in the worship team. When Gibson is away, I, Gibson, I haven't said this to you in a while, and I know you can hear me, but when you are not around, there is a huge difference. Like we can feel when you are there and when you're not there. Similarly for you, Dennis, we can't replace you within the church itself. You do so much. And let me tell you now, it's not by your own power. You are not tough ones. It's the Holy Spirit that has used you because you've brought yourself to the team. They're very, very notorious. And I want to talk about uh, It's actually a good example to give. Uh, Many of us know Chilala. I know she's not here, so I can speak about her. Uh, And Auntie is not here also, so uh-uh, let's keep it a secret. It, it, it stays here. But um, Chilala was very young when she, when she joined the worship team. And she, she, she had a talent. She had something in her, but she didn't know how to use that. What did she do? She gave herself under the authority of God. And to this day, she does face anxiety issues. She feels nervous. But some of you who are hearing this for the first time are shocked. Like, Chilala. Because when she stands up here on stage, she's one of the most fierce and very commanding worship leaders within our church. And you would never guess that that's what she does. It's not by her power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit um, working in her. Um, people like Winnie, Winnie, you, you say what you do. Um, I won't say it up here. But really, for us, for <laughs> for us to serve within the worship team, for us to serve every morning, there are times when I know Auntie D is not here, so I can say this. There are times Gibson, Auntie D is here. No, she's not? Okay. <laughs> but you see, there are times when Gibson says, Auntie D, are doing prayer meetings. Say, like, ah, me, I haven't prepared anything. And then she just says a short prayer, say, Holy Spirit, kindly, please guide us. Have your way. And you find that we have the, <laughs> hi, Auntie D. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it happens all the time. Even this morning, when we're worshiping, everything just went off completely. And we're confused. What's happening? What happened? The voices of everyone in here kept on singing, praising and worshiping God, despite what was happening around us. That's, just, that's not just us. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Within all of those things, the Holy Spirit is able to make a move. And lastly, I'm speaking about the Holy Spirit and what he means for us in the church, that the Holy Spirit is the one who provides us with spiritual gifts. You know, the Holy Spirit works through us through spiritual gifts. He doesn't give us these gifts for our own personal benefit. It's not for us to brag, to say that, hey, I'm a good keyboard player. Hey, I'm the, I, I, I pray really well. I can heal. I can do this. It's not for our own personal benefit. But one is to glorify the name of God. That's why these gifts are given. And two, it is for the benefit of the kingdom of God. It is for the common good of the church. And when you read from scripture in 1 Corinthians, from chapter 12 and verse 4 to 7, it says, There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. God blesses us through the Holy Spirit differently. Each and every one of us are blessed differently. There's different spiritual gifts throughout the Bible. There's wisdom, there's knowledge, there's faith, there's healing, there's miracles, there's prophecy, there's discerning of tongues. There's interpretation of tongues. You know, we're not given these gifts, again, to glorify ourselves, but so that we may serve others. It's not, when we're looking at these gifts, you don't sit and pick. It's not like a menu where you say, okay, Um, what gifts are in the Bible? I see that there is knowledge. There is miracles. Yes, I like miracles. Lord kindly put that on my list. There is prophecy, I want to prophesy. No, no, no. It's not, for us. it's not for us to choose. Give yourself to the Lord. Let him work through you. Just give yourself under submission to the Lord, under submission to the Holy Spirit, and he will reveal himself in you. He will give you gifts that will serve others and glorify the name of the Lord. Not glorify you, glorify the name of the Lord. You see there are multiple multiple gifts that are listed in the Bible and each and every one of them are list- listed for the glory of God. You see as I come to a close, church, shall we shall we be upstanding? In the past, back in the day, when a king is sending out a letter, they would put a seal on that letter and you know that it is from the king right when we're looking at our salvation if you read from ephesians from chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14 this one won't come up on the screen it's not Wayne's fault this one is mine it reads in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in him also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory when the lord when we say yes to jesus when we give our lives to the lord our salvation is sealed by the holy spirit give yourself in submission to the holy spirit you can't live a life pleasing to god You can't live a life as a Christian without the Holy Spirit. You can try. You can try. But your works are nothing to God without the Holy Spirit, without that faith that you believe in the Trinity, in the Holy Trinity. Let me give you a secret. You can try your best today to say, I'll try by myself to live the way I want as a Christian. You will fail. There is a secret. There is an easier way to do it. Give yourself in submission to the Holy Spirit. Let him guide you. Let him bring out your spiritual gifts. If you want to draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, let the Holy Spirit do it for you. Don't try and outwork yourself. The Holy Spirit is there for us. He's been given to us as a gift from Jesus, from God, to work in our lives.